City Rev Life podcast. My name is Pastor Roby, and we have one of our favorite guests back on the show. And not only one of our favorite guests, this is one of my favorite humans. This guy right <laughs> I here. I appreciate that. This is the Reverend Dr. Daryl Jones. <laughs> and I think since the last time you're on the podcast, you just finished your PhD yes. in the New Testament. Yeah, yeah, I did. And it's weird because actually I've been an adjunct professor at Palm Beach Atlantic. And so that's been pretty cool. Oh, that's been pretty cool. Yeah. So, so I'm real official now. Yeah. Yeah. A professor, <laughs> Professor Jones. So not only can he run circles around you, <laughs> literally, he can run circles around you theologically as well. Um, but uh, also, but th- so that's the positive. I have one negative, one bone to pick. We had an agreement, uh, Daryl. We had an agreement yeah. that if you were to come on this podcast, I already know what you're going to say. You have to wear the ring. Hey. You can't come on this podcast and not wear the ring. So, so. Look, I have a short explanation for that. So I actually thought about it today. This better be good. And I was going to wear it. But last night, literally last night, my eight-year-old is messing with my drawer. He pulls out and he starts to grab my ring. And I said, do not pick up my ring. <laughs> he picks it up. He drops it face down. And so now the emerald part behind the diamonds is like cracked up. No. Yeah. And I just sat there and I was like. Looked at my wife. I said, "I'm not gonna be mad." She she takes it for him. He might have just underestimated the weight behind it. I was like, "Hey," I said, "Son," says, I said, "Son, such a humongous I told ring, you Don't pick it up. I said, "But it happens." And I was like, "Hey, it has a warranty, so I, now I got to figure out about sending it in okay, and all of that." All but right, that right. so That's... so I, well, I'm sharing that to let you know. I actually thought about it this morning, and I thought about wearing it. Look cracked up, but I was like, you know what? Okay, I, it, it, that's that's a legitimate excuse. I didn't think you could come up with a legitimate excuse, but his excuse just officially I, is. I, I, I was about to leave the house. So gigantic, normal humans can't lift it. I think that's what you're saying. All right, the ring in question here is the 2001 national championship. Uh, my friend, the professor, the Reverend Doctor Daryl Jones was part of the goat, the greatest college football team of all time, yep, the University yep, of Miami Hurricanes. Yep. Who won the national champion? They're the goat, right? You are the goat. Yeah, I, I, I think it's. Team. I don't think it's even debatable. Uh, there are, and there are other great teams. There are other great teams, but when you really oh, look at the, you look at teams. all the aspects. It, it it is what it is, and you know, and and hopefully it's something that guys can keep chasing. And uh, I, I celebrate every championship because they're they're difficult. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we got that part <laughs> out of the way. I hope you get it fixed because next time I expect. <laughs> yeah, we will, we will try to make it happen. We will make uh, it happen. All right. Here's what we're talking about because I could easily talk this entire time about uh, the University of Miami um, and, and football in general. But specifically, I'm glad that you're here, Daryl, to talk about this subject. So the subject is as a family, how do we handle athletics in our yeah, family? Yeah. And athletics has a way of taking over more and more time. It's just different yes. than when we were yes. kids. Yeah. And so you have just such a unique perspective for a couple reasons. One, uh, you played sports, but particularly football at a high level. You played for a couple different NFL teams in your career, played as high of a level of college football as you can. So you've played as high level in your sport as possible. That's one. But two, you also have seven kids. Yes. Um, They are, uh, most of them, if not all of them are involved in sports. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And three, you have a high value for church in your family yes. because you are yes. the lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship, one of our sister churches yes. down here in South Florida. And so mm-hmm. you have this perspective of high value for sports, understanding what playing sports at a high level yeah. requires, but also yeah. the priority yeah. of, spiritually speaking, uh, how you disciple your kids. So. Yes. Just let's talk about that. And the first thing I want to talk about is just kind of the why of that. So um, w- w- 
specifically why should we care like why not just throw our kids all the way into sports and let and let it just you know if the coach says they got to be there you know every weekend all through the fall like let's talk about the why why is this something we gotta think through you know it's it's tough you just said something that was major where when we were growing up you know you you had seasons yeah when one sport season was over you didn't play that sport till another season now Almost every sport is year round, you know, and the demands with practices and games and tournaments um, and uh, the excitement of it and all that goes along with it. uh, You can so easily get wrapped up into it that you miss um, really what's most important. And it's like, what, what is where does what is God's plan for your life? You as an individual, you as a parent, you as a family, and um, trying to navigate that and see what does that look like when it comes to what does life in Christ look like in the midst of this time in my child's life, uh, this development, whether or not they're going to be a professional athlete or not. You know, the likelihood they won't be, the possibility they could, you know, and I'm on both sides of that, you know, but what does it look like to say, okay, um, it's important for us because... In any sport, you have this window, you know, for some people. At some point, somebody's going to tap you on the shoulder and that's it, whether it's 13, 15, 22, Mm. 27, 40. At some point, it's coming to an end. Mm. And the hope is you're going to have the rest of your life. And these moments of life through childhood and teenage years are very formative when it comes to who is actually Lord of your life and what is life to be looking like and extended uh, beyond mm-hmm. the sport because uh, you can, you know, you, you could throw your kid in the sport and they can be dynamic and be the greatest in the country and be an All-American and go to the top college and be a great and win the Heisman Trophy or the MVP and then go first round or whatever sport and, and be the MVP of that league and then it's over and it can be a shipwrecked life. Wow. Because they've, as we said, gained the whole world and lose your soul. They don't know the Lord. They don't understand what life is all about. And then that God of the sport, that that sport that became an idol is no longer there. And the the lights go mm-hmm. away. The the All of a sudden now when people wanted your autograph, that goes away. You know, and I've seen guys struggle afterwards because uh, they no longer have people comping their meal at the restaurant. You're an old guy. Nobody knows you anymore. You know what I mean? You're not the young kid anymore. You know, And people have a lot of psychological issues. Sometimes, even in football, this is part of the discussion that's not talked about a lot. But a lot of things may get blamed on CTE. And that's, that's a possibility. That's a reality. But sometimes guys are dealing with psychological depression because the adrenaline rushes that used to come along with the game are no longer there. The fame that came along with the game is no longer there. The lights, the excitement is no longer there. The love that you had, how you were so taken care of is no longer there. And guys struggle. You know, I, my wife, um, I remember my rookie year with the Giants, um, my wife was going to a wives Bible study. And uh, one of the things that I really liked about it was it was two things. One, uh, it was why it was an opportunity for wives, Christian wives, to get together and really just sharpen one another. But then two, actually I said two, say three. T- the second thing is they could vent. You know, they could mm-hmm. they could talk about us. You know, they need. <laughs> the third thing I liked, they would always end speaking on a positive note and giving God glory. So they even if they were venting about something with us, and yeah. one of the common things that I heard from my own wife was like, we're so spoiled. We're so spoiled because in the NFL, they want you focused on football. So I could I could give an example. I could literally come in from practice, throw everything I have off, just throw it off of me on the floor, walk in, take a shower, leave. 
The next day I come in, everything's washed, put back in my locker. It's on hangers. It's ready to go. Now, if I keep doing that at home, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. You know what I mean? It's going to be a problem. You know, it's, it's, well. it's, it's, it'll go well, you know. And that it's just like so many things get taken care of for you. But then when that's gone away, what does life look like? And I think this is something that's important. Where, and I'm speaking about when you've made it. You know, and, and you may be a parent. You want your kid to make it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you got to understand this is a person. Yeah. And number one, they belong to the Lord. So what are you doing? If the parent God's called you to be, what are you yeah. doing to be that parent in the midst of sports? Because sports may be part of God's plan. You don't know. That's so good. So so many things in there. Uh, I love just uh, first uh, what you said there at the end. They belong to the Lord. Yes, Second, that means that they, the Lord has a plan for their life. Yes. And third, that means that the Lord needs to be Lord of their life. Yes. And so, and you, you highlighted well, like at some point sports, it comes to an end, even yeah. if they make it, right? Maybe they make it to D1 or D2 or they yeah. get a scholarship at the end. Yeah. They've sports is over. So sports cannot be a God yes. because at some point sports is going to be over. Yes. But even like gain the whole world and lose your soul, even it's not just when it's all over. I, I, I mean, I, I've heard you tell stories before about even in the midst of all yeah, of it, yeah. in the midst of the fame, in the midst of of the glory. Yeah. If sports is your god, and again, at any level, it could be high school, college, yeah. or beyond. It, if sports is your god, then it, it's going to be empty. And yeah. I'm sure you've seen that too. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that where guys. Um, one of the things, and we, we've t we've talked so many times in sure. different stories and things, and. One of the things that God even used um, in my life um, when I was playing ball and and the maturation of not just my walk with the Lord, but even me answering my call to mm -hmm. preach was that I share with you like how every day became Bible study at practice. You know, every day at practice, somebody would ask me a question about the scripture yeah. or whatever. And then it, it, it grew from that to where God's want me to be praying for them and things. And there, there's one, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. So I'm sharing this now with you. Sure. Your first time is that uh, one guy, one day a guy pulls me to the side and he grew up in church, you know, grew up in church with his grandmother, his mom, very gifted player. You know, I'm not gonna say which team because I don't want anybody trying to figure sure. out who it might be. Very gifted player. And he pulls me aside one day in practice doing special teams time. It was like field goal. So neither one of us on the field goal team or field goal block. And he starts to cry and asks me to pray for him. And he tells me about a situation he had with a young lady, some things that gone on. And he was just saying, I hate my life. I feel like I'm in this prison and I can't mm -hmm. get out. You know, he's he's moving through different relationships with women and mm -hmm. sometimes don't even know their name and the fame. And he's been in big games and been on TV and he's literally crying to me at practice and he like hates his life and wow. he feels like he's in a prison. And so I'm laying hands on him and praying in the middle of practice on wow. the sideline, you know, and um, when you think about that, he's reached the, the, the apex, yeah. you know, he's played in the Super Bowl, he's done all these yeah. things and yet he's telling me and crying in practice and yeah. he hates his life. And uh, he's gotten off kilter and uh, he was one of the ones and I was glad that I had gained his respect mm -hmm. that he could come like that. But he was one of the ones that when they would be asking Bible questions all the time, you know, mm -hmm. because he had that background. Yeah. And so we're talking about somebody with a Christian background that's now reached this level and is struggling, not just in his faith, but in his life, wow. his lifestyle. And so uh, these are some of the realities that that occur mm -hmm. that sometimes uh, you don't think and and. You know, we're talking about guys that's made it, you know, yeah. and I, I think it's important because, you know, I've seen guys where, you know, they, they, they've made it. They've 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 reached certain levels and they've gotten big contracts, but then their lives are just shipwrecked. You know, they're they're um, 
you know, they've, they've, I, I have so many examples of things like uh, there's a reality. You, you hear your stories and you see TV stuff about, and, and I don't want to, this is not to bash anybody, but like you hear the term gold digger, right? Mm -hmm. There are literally, there are literally, I've gotten caught. We've gotten warned about a particular individual. Watch out wow. for her. She's coming. And somebody feel for it. She got pregnant. Move back away. Name that baby Junior. You know, mm -hmm. and now you and 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 looking for you know mm -hmm. money and everything like that. And those are realities that you know when guys are not focused and they're not seeing their lives in Christ, uh, you get caught up in thinking that the world, mm -hmm. the, the world is making all these promises and it seems fun in the moment, but then there's always consequences. There's That's... something it, it it it's like you take a bite of it and it turns to ashes in your mouth and you find out. It's not what I thought, mm -hmm. you know, and I think uh, this is why it's important for parents when we are discipling our children and we're raising them in the Lord. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 all about sports. You hear me like I would sure. I would love if if my kids uh, had the opportunity to be professional athletes. Let's go. Sure. You know, let's go. Let's do what it takes. But at the same time, I want them to know the Lord. Like yeah. the most important thing, I want them to know the Lord and see their lives in Christ. And then through that, give God glory through that sport. Mm -hmm. However, God wants to use them. I think that's so important. I love that you're that we we as parents, let's just start here and we're going to talk more practically about this as the mm -hmm. series goes on. But let's just start here. We cannot let a sport be the god mm. of our yes. child's life. It yes. cannot be the centerpiece of their life. We cannot allow uh, their life um, yes. to orbit around sports. That mm -hmm. sport or those sports cannot be the center point mm -hmm. part of their life. And so like just theoretically let's just start there. Yeah. God, Jesus needs to be the center of their life yes. and everything, including sports needs to orbit around that. And we're going to talk practically yeah. in the next yeah. episode about like how to set boundaries and to think through that. But I think the second thing before we, we conclude this episode, I think the other part of that is because, um, it, like you said, sports will fail them in the end. Yeah. It's not enough to satisfy their soul. Yes. yes. But it, in the end, also God knows he's writing a masterpiece story. For yes. Them. And yeah. so God knows their platform and God knows, God knows how to build their platform and yeah. what their platform needs to be and yeah. what's the perfect story for them. And God can do exceedingly more than they can do yes. or, or we can do. And so we want to put it back in God's hands and yes. let him shape it. Yes. Yes. It, it, when you think you, you use the term platform, right? You know, uh, these sports give visibility, mm -hmm. yep. you know, and 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 it also can give access, you know. And so with that is, you start to look at okay, if if I, as an adult, or we raising our children to see their lives as belonging to Christ, and uh, what we may even call it a life on mission, like my life is mm -hmm. on mission for the Lord, then yes, God wants to be a part of everything in life, wherever mm -hmm. you go, wherever your feet tread. So if if God is so placed it where, He wants to use you in this sport you can do some amazing things when it comes to the cause of the gospel and not be, uh, you don't even have to be a preacher. You know, you just, just being the salt of the earth and the light mm -hmm. of the world, you know, uh, being a witness to your teammates, to, to the staff, it matters. You know, uh, I, I've seen it, but I can even use myself as an example when each year in college and then when I got into the pros, you know, I was growing in my faith and ended up answering my call to preaching. But, uh, when I answered my call to preaching, the funny thing was that all my teammates were like, oh, we already knew that. Like, we already knew that. Like, already, we, we, like, And I'm like, what? I wasn't. They were like, yeah, you was preaching man back then. And I'm like, no, I wasn't. Because in my mind, yep. I was just trying to love Jesus. You know, yep. I was just trying to be, and I wasn't even trying to like be a, a I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to say be a good Christian. I just want to love the Lord. Right. And as I was growing in what that looks like in my life, I was putting on a display because I wanted my teammates to come know the Lord like I knew the Lord. Uh, I wasn't trying to be a preacher. I would try to be, but 
it came off and it became a witness. And, and I've heard even stories where I've had some ex-teammates share with me the impact I had on their lives and their faith watching me, especially when I was the quote unquote old head on the team and I was married, you know, and I was, I was loving the Lord. So how I talked, what, how I treated people, everything it, it, ex now there are people still working there that wow. speak about when I was there. And I was like, I had no idea. So you just never know the impact you can have on people uh, when it's really seeing your life as belonging to the Lord. And like I said, during that time, and not everybody's going to be a preacher. You know, like, it's not good. Sure. God's not going to have you become a pro and then you can become this preacher. He may have, may not, but, during that time, I wanted to be just a, I wanted to love the Lord and play ball. That's, what, that's all I wanted to do. And uh, I didn't know exactly what that looked like, but I think uh, that was something that was important that my dad instilled in me. You know, uh, yeah, we went to the games and we worked hard, but uh, we were at church on Sundays and I was in Sunday school, mm -hmm. you know, and it paid off because things would come across me, you know, and just to be honest, University of Miami, national stage, in Miami, there's a lot of things that come your way, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of temptations. And as things would come across me, it was funny stuff. I didn't even realize I was listening in Sunday school. Th <laughs> things I didn't even know I was listening to <laughs> verses would pop up. Something somebody said would pop up and I'd be like, oh, this is what, oh. And I was able to navigate, mm -hmm. you know, because the emphasis on, hey, you know, growing up in Christ, growing up in the church, there was no diminishment of the sport. We worked hard. I practiced right. hard. I played hard. But at the same time, uh, we didn't take away, you know, uh, life in Christ. We didn't take away or diminish, you know, church life and, and my church involvement. You know, if I was going to go to practice, I had to go to the usher board practice too. You know, I had yeah. to do, you know, I had to do both of them. And so I think that's important for when we talk about parents and not seeing sports as our God, because it can very easily become mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. and what it can offer you. You know, it can offer you a lot, you know, uh, it can offer you a lot. Yeah. But at the same time, it's temporal and it's, it's you'll, and you'll find out quickly it is not God. Man, that is so good. And so I guess the takeaway from today's podcast would be just two things. For us as parents thinking through sports in our family, number mm -hmm. one, we cannot let sports be the the centerpiece of our house. It cannot be the centerpiece of our child's life. So we've got to we've got to make sure Christ is the centerpiece because Sports will fail us as a God. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. great. Thank you for that, Daryl. Second thing uh, you brought up is really our our lives are in God's hands. Mm -hmm. We will yes. be at whatever level He He wants to be. I'm yeah. still hoping. I'm still holding out hope that God has for me to be an NFL wide receiver. That was my, <laughs> yeah, my dream. So hey, He could do it. He could, he could do he it. He could do it. You he could do it. You know, no, they, said it. They may open up a tryout for the Dolphins. They, and you go out there and just you maybe do it. blow it up. Maybe blow it up. I will. <laughs> Um, so you never know, but he, in all seriousness, he can, um, I don't appreciate how hard you laughed at that. Like that was just a little hurtful. Anyway, all jokes aside, he, he, our life and the, and the trajectory of our lives and our kids' lives, they're in God's hands. He can write the story however yep. he want. He can raise, uh, Joseph yep. from the pit in the, in the jail to the right hand of the Pharaoh. Yes. He can do that over. He can, God can do whatever he wants yep. in the meantime, part of what he can do is, and I love this part about your story he can bear fruit through our involvement in sports. Yes. He can bear fruit yeah. that, I mean, yeah. those are the things, yeah. those are the things that will bear fruit um, a billion years from now in heaven. Yeah. Those are the spiritual impact that our kids have. And yeah. so let, let's just start with this in the series. Um, monitor, help our children know that their future is in God's hands completely. Man. We trust that with Amen. God. And secondly, that God is the center, not sports. And then we'll pick it up next time on the City Rev Life podcast, talking about more practical boundaries. So in the meantime, we'll, this is uh, Pastor Daryl Jones and uh, Pastor Roby Barnes. We will see you next time.
Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe or leave a rate and review. If you want more content or additional resources, head to cityrev.org or download our app. We hope you have a great day.